my mind is telling me no. And I'm like, don't do it. And I'm scared and I'm afraid. And I, and I literally switch it off. Like there's a point and some, and I'm getting better at it, but there's a point where like, I just shut it off and I get in. And the reason why I love that and the reason why I kept going back is because I, I can take that moment, that like success moment of getting in and like just doing it and getting out of my comfort zone, getting in the cold water, and I can apply that in other areas of my life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone podcast. I am your host, Farhan Bundeli, and I am a digital nomad. The objective of this podcast is to share stories from my life and those who I encounter in my travels. We hope to inspire you, our wonderful audience, with ideas to get out of your comfort zone. I believe this is the secret to a great life, and I want to share this secret with you in my very special way. In today's episode, we will be speaking with Sinjin Larson about hot springs and cold plunges and how those set of experiences taught us a few secrets to enrich our lives. I hope this resonates with you. Cheers. My name is Farhan and um, I am an immigrant. Um, ethnically, I am Indian, and I came to the United States when I was uh, 14 years old, so very interesting time, and uh, so I, you know, spent a good deal of time in a uh, very foreign country um, with, like, a very foreign upbringing, uh, but still somewhat cosmopolitan, right? So I knew English before I came um, to the U.S. And so I have a very interesting take on life the way most immigrants do. But where I'm unique is that, you know, as an immigrant, I was pretty privileged, uh, was able to go to the best schools uh, out there and uh, get, you know, the best education thanks to uh, an amazing family support system and an amazing community. And uh, here I am, you know, um, sort of uh, future forward uh, as a public health professional, uh, as a uh, nomad, uh, as an artist. Uh, and um, since COVID, um, you know, sort of just uh, gallivanting across this here beautiful country of ours, right? Uh, essentially um, subsisting uh, via house and uh, taking care of some lovely um, animals um, while I explore uh, new lands and new peoples and new experiences. So yeah, that's me. What about you, Sinjin? My name is Sinjin Larson. Um, uh-huh. I am... Caucasian, <laughs> so, um, which is, it's funny because usually people think I'm, I am Indian or I am Chinese before they see me when they just hear my name yeah. or they see my name written down. Yeah. Um, I grew up here in America. I grew up in Northwestern Pennsylvania uh, on the New York border. So right in the Allegheny National Forest, uh, pretty much grew up in the woods my whole life. Went to school for environmental science, not because that's what I wanted to do, but because I wanted to be outside and I didn't know what else to do. And it was kind of like, you got to go to college to mm-hmm. figure it know, out, be successful kind of, kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so went to school for that. And then throughout my, you know, my journey of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, Essentially, I did some nomading, like like kind of like your story a little bit, and then um, ended up in Florida with a lot of my phone's doing a little weird thing. I ended up in Florida with like quite a bit of health issues that were kind of building up over the years. And yeah. as a seemingly pretty healthy person, I kind of hit a big roadblock in my life. Of um, I just needed to figure some things out without 
um, the help of doctors because the doctors were really helping me too much. So um, essentially, I ended up learning a lot of things um, more holistically and got a lot of success from it. And so now I help people do the same thing through more of an integrative approach of utilizing mm -hmm. things like functional medicine, lab testing, as well as, you know, finding toxicities within the body, toxic products, toxic environments, um, and mm -hmm. starting to remove those toxicities as well as replacing uh, the deficiencies within the body. So things like poor nutrition or, you know, lifestyle things that, um, can really help you build yourself back up if you're depleted. I mean, not just nutrients, but also things, you know, like just having joy and fun in your life and um, things like we're talking about now, getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, mm -hmm. So these are all little things that integrate into me as a health practitioner and what I do for myself and what I help others do as well. Uh, mostly I dealt with digestive issues and respiratory issues growing up and a lot of those things have been healed. So I have gained a lot of experience and knowledge in that area. So, I mean, that's what I really enjoy helping people get through is chronic digestive and respiratory um, issues. And that's because you had, what's that? And it's safe to assume that you had such a tough time with that. And like, you know, in, in the US where I feel like as an immigrant, right, I, I have a really good perspective of growing up outside the US, outside the West, right? And then coming to the West and, you know, in the West, modern medicine is like the holy grail, you know, you have any ailment and modern medicine can, can cure it. But in your case, modern medicine and all these doctors right, were unable to heal you. And, um, you know, sort of a lot of, um, you know, uh, from what I understand, um, what, what you do is, I think would come under the umbrella of alternative healing, that isn't as mainstream. And so what was it like, sort of um, getting out of your comfort zone to explore and understand you know this whole side of healing that 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 truly you know uh healed you you know and i know we don't want to turn a, a whole conversation into this but like in a couple of sentences um for our audience yes uh well what's coming to me right now and i never really thought of explaining it this way or saying it this way but it, it works out pretty well is I wasn't in a comfort zone. I was very uncomfortable and I was trying, I was looking for comfort, I think. So I had to essentially the getting out of my comfort zone in that situation was to start to not listen to the doctors. Um, it was to go literally on the vast internet where you you know, you can hear everything and anything and, you know, you have to have some discernment and mm. I had to experiment on myself, you know, and I had to, I mean, there's things that are obvious now, but at the time they weren't so obvious, like things mm. I was eating that, you know, I shouldn't have been eating as much of if at all. Um, yeah. A lot of it was, um, you know, mental, emotional things that were coming up and, all these things would bounce back and forth with each other. Mental, emotional things would play into, you know, things that I would eat or things that I would um, react to and play out in ha other habits of my life. And then those things would then make me feel worse. And it's just mm -hmm. kind of like this vicious cycle, I think, that um, most of us get into and we don't really realize it. And then when you, once you can learn to break that cycle – you can essentially do it the same, do the same thing, but the opposite way and go in an upward spiral and you can, you know, do the things that make you feel good. And then your good, your feelings of goodness make you do more things that will keep you feeling good in a very amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I know it's hard to sort of get into, you know, in just a few sentences, but I I appreciate that and I I feel like that that resonates with me. So, should we tell our audience about how the story of how we met? Would you like to start us off? And I'll jump in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to plug my phone in because Yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. Um Yeah, so we met the Hot Springs. So we were at Hot Sulphur Springs, um, Heather and I, and we're sitting in the magnesium rich pool and just chilling, chilling like you can't do anything but chill at the Hot Springs. (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend if you've never been to a Hot Springs, get your butt to Colorado or California or Wyoming or Canada. And go check out a hot spring. Arkansas, if you're in Texas, right? Go to yeah. a hot spring. Uh, Idaho, Montana, anywhere really like in the West, I think there's yeah. pretty, like an abundance of hot springs. You just got to kind of find them. New Mexico. Um, yeah, they're the best. And, you know, I didn't really know about them until I came out here. And my first hot springs that I ever went to – Oh, this is a great one for getting out of your comfort zone. We so Mitch and I, we were going to like just testing different hot springs out, and mm-hmm. <laughs> so like one of the first ones we go to is like two miles into the woods, like around nothing. It's a little like like really cold uh, spring that's coming out creek that's coming beside it, and this hot spring that's flowing right into the cold creek. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and there's nobody around, I think, at this point. Maybe there was one other person, but they were kind of leaving. And Mitch and I get into, like, it is dirty, like, mud, like, this black mud in there. And it was hot, and just, like, you, you kind of, like, it wasn't, like, this nice built-up hot spring like we went to, mm-hmm. like, where you got to pay money, and they got all, like, the decks and the different hot tubs and all these things. The amenities. Yeah, it was just you're out in the woods and people just built a little like rock sculpture with it. And so we're sitting in this like really muddy hot spring and these two guys come up butt ass naked (laughs) and with their dog, with their like this really little dog. And we're just hanging out in this hot spring, just, you know, like, okay, whatever, what's up? And these guys were like super they wanted to they wanted to get as close to you as they could they wanted to talk to you they wanted to tell you about everything and their dog is like running around all over the place this little tiny dog and oh yeah and there was some other people there because they had a dog too and then all of a sudden (laughs) this little dog is trying to get at this big dog and so this (laughs) big naked guy is just like (laughs) hobbling around the rocks trying to like capture his dog and bring it oh like God. wrangle his little dog in. And <laughs> it was just, it was quite the experience. That was the first time of my first hot springs. And they were telling us about the mud too and how like awesome the mud was. And they were like rubbing it on their skin and saying like all the healing benefits of this mud and all this stuff. So that was pretty weird. But anyways, yeah. So <laughs> you and I what met the Sulphur Springs here in Colorado. Yeah. And um, just hanging out, and I think you just were kind of like, you just wanted to talk. You just wanted to see yeah. who you were. Yeah, so a little bit of background. Um, so at that point, I'd been in Colorado for a few weeks. And, um, you know, one of, the, one of the intentions that I set for myself as part of my nomadic journey is to just fall deeper in love and embrace uh, my solitude, because solitude has been something as a very extroverted person, something that I couldn't deal with, right? Um, but there's a lot of power in solitude. And I recognize that. And as part of my training, um, I wanted to sort of, you know, um, get better at that. And so when 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 we met, I was coming off of essentially a whole week of not really seeing any humans. 
<laughs> kind of like a, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a silent retreat, but you know, I was definitely, you know, um, quarantining myself, but not really quarantining. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, as an extrovert had all of this energy, you know, like this energy to just talk and absorb and engage and, I was just able to very beautifully, and you all were very receptive, obviously, you know, I think there's a lot to be said there as well, in like, allowing me to unfurl, you know, uh, this pent up energy that I had, right. Um, and I think for a lot of people, doing that is is getting out of their comfort zone, right? Like a lot of people, we, we live in a society where the norm is, you know, you, you stay in your lane and like you go to places with your people and you socialize with them yeah. um, as opposed phone. to like, yeah, or on your phone. But I think the vibe and the hot spring is also just like, I think it's, it's like tied to our ancient human history where it just like <laughs> forces people to come together despite their strangeness to one another and it, it, it was very easy for me. And obviously you were open and I'm inherently extroverted. So it was easier for me to just get out of, it didn't feel like getting out of my comfort zone. I was just like, okay, we're going to just connect um, with these people and see what happens. And it was quite a beautiful connection because our conversation, what, what started led to us spending the rest of the day together, right? And that, you know, encounter leading us not only to many other beautiful moments, but this moment right here where you and I are like over a thousand miles apart, right? And, you know, um, in your words, um, talking to each other through a phone while like the rest of the world watches us do so right? right and to know that we had a chance encounter and it's turned into something so meaningful beautiful um where we're preaching the gospel of getting out of your comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby all the way from the beginning yeah i mean because we were going to talk about this too we, we started doing so we met we started getting to know each other a little bit. Heather, you, me, her mom. And then we were going to like all these different pools together. And yep. testing them all out. And then we ended basically the day with, it's kindred meditation. Is that what it's called? Yeah, kindred meditation. Exactly. So yeah. that's a form of meditation that uh, I'm involved in. It's, it's very, um, it's very unique. It's a movement based meditation that, that I believe as somebody who's tried more traditional forms of meditation uh, and really struggled with it, I feel like this movement-based meditation really allows me um, to get into my body, tap into, you know, sort of the, the intuitive sense that, you know, as part of everyday life, we're so divorced from, right? We live our lives using the intellect uh, ignoring the fact that there's so much wisdom, there's so much genius within our intuitive sense. And it's really when you sort of um, use both of them and, and, and cause them to like come into circuit with one another that you're truly tapped into your full potential. And Kidron meditation is, is, um, is, is that way that I found has worked for me. We, we're not going to spend time talking about it today, but basically long story short, you know, Kindred it's different. It's not like you stay quiet and you, you know, like do your meditation. You're all over the place and your eyes closed and you're, you know, everything. And basically we were in an environment where we just met and we're in a public place. And Sinjin, this brave fucking guy is like allowing me, giving me permission to like lead him through kindred meditation without much, background without much introduction uh, right oh, we're just and, getting and into by it. the way that was the first time i ever met heather's mom too oh wow <laughs> so like 
giving yourself the permission to be able to just let loose and do something that you've never been done before that is like weird in the best of ways, you know, in front of your like partner's mother who you're meeting for the first time. That's kudos to you, buddy. Kudos to you. Well, that, that was definitely a very weird, and I, I mean, Heather definitely wanted, like she was the one trying to do it too. So She was, she yeah. was. Kudos to her. For like totally. pushing us all along, yeah. <laughs> Kudos to you for bringing it up. You could have easily just held it in and been like, "Oh no." I wanted to. Yeah. There was a big part of me that was like, "Uh, uh, it's a. I need more time. I need music. I need the right setting." Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that I allowed Heather to just like you know, for us to you know, do it right because it was beautiful. Like just to witness you. Uh, you know, um, sort of do that, but Which don't I don't want to digress. Oh, and yeah. by the way, I think you said that was your first time ever doing it in person too. Yes. Yes. Because of COVID, all of my exposure to kindred meditation and like doing it with other people, right? Because kindred meditation is a communal practice. It was just through zoom. And so meeting with Sinjin and Heather and doing it with them, it was like my first live human beings in front of my face, um, you know, experience, uh, you know, doing it outdoors. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was super weird. It was awesome though. Yeah. And like, what a perfect example of, you know, getting out of our comfort zone by like going to a hot spring, which is not a common activity here in this country, unlike places like Iceland or, or, you know, out there. And then, sort of allowing ourselves, opening ourselves in a way to just let a complete stranger come into our lives and build a meaningful connection with them, right? And then further getting out of our comfort zone by like taking that a step further and allowing each other to share something that's so deep and for you to make yourself more vulnerable to sort of try this thing that's so different um, let me ask you this as a result, because this is not something that we've had a chance to talk about. What was that experience like for you? Right? Like, do you feel that it paid off? And, and so, you know, uh, I, we never really got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, well, like from what I remember, I remember saying that I, like I could have gone deeper, I think. Like, I feel like I was just getting kind of warmed up. And I think that yeah. is, I think that's because it was like, I was in this weird environment. I didn't really like know what was going on. Um, yeah. You know, I'm like just meeting, you know, you and Heather's mom and like, just like, kind of just, I don't know. And that might've made it even that might have even made it more easy at the same time because it was like, all right, like, I don't know these people, like, whatever, just be weird about it, who cares? Um, but I don't know if it, those types of things um, that happen when you actually put yourself out there, when you actually just do it and go for it, no matter how weird it is or sometimes scary or mm. whatever the feeling that comes up, leads to mm -hmm. like it's not it's not like a trauma but it's like it's a memory that sticks mm -hmm. and i think those like when you have more of those moments of getting out of your comfort zone and doing something weird like kindred meditation in front of a bunch of people you don't know at hot springs in the middle like of the day like mm -hmm. that is a memory that will last whereas if mm -hmm. you and i both just like held on to the fear and you didn't say anything and I chose not to do it, it would have just been another mm -hmm. day and it wouldn't mm -hmm. have really like held any weight to it. It wouldn't have really created that, um, you know, that space and that memory for, you know, ultimately the real feeling of getting out of your comfort zone, which is being mm -hmm. able to feel okay about life and, um, essentially say like you know if i died tonight mm. i'd be okay i'd feel okay with it you know and i kind of took mm. that a little drastically but essentially that's the whole point of 
getting out of your comfort zone in life is because if you don't do that, you're, you're not living, you're not living mm -hmm. in the comfort zone. You're, you're just, you're just like, what is it? You're not, you're alive. Existing, you're surviving. Yeah. 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 You, you know, yeah, I, I, I want to come back to and build on, you know, uh, what you said, but but I want to sort of go back for just a second and call something out that I think that you said that's like marvelous is a lot of times I think I get the sense that because earlier you said how part of what allowed you to say, heck, I'm just going to do it, you know, do this weird thing, like get out of my comfort zone is that you said you were surrounded by strangers, right? Um, and so that like lowered the bar for you, um, if, I, if I heard you correctly. And that's so interesting to me because I get the sense that when we talk about like fear and the fear that like keeps people playing within their comfort zone and living within their comfort zone, I get the sense that that's more as a result, like if we were to interview people, that more of them would feel uncomfortable doing something weird in front of a stranger, even though what a stranger thinks matters the least, and they would feel more comfortable if they were coaxed into something with someone they knew. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously I understand that, like, you know, you're doing something crazy with someone that, you know, there's that reassurance, but like, if it's new for both of you, there could be judgment, right? Cause after all that other person's human and that judgment could color the rest of your relationship with them, be it a significant other family, whatever, you know? Uh, but doing it with a stranger to your point, like who cares? They're not going to be there if you don't want them to in your life. Yet this fear that we curtain ourselves, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, the judgment of the stranger. I think that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a dual thing of it's more along the lines you're not really afraid of either knowing the person or not knowing it you're afraid of just the judgment itself i think and i'm sure there's something yeah. deeper than what it is but it's more of just like it's just a fear in general but um mm -hmm. i don't know it would have been i you know what i think would have been more afraid for me though how like it would what? have been if my if my parents were there oh yeah I think if my parents were there and I did that, I think I would have been, I don't know if I would have done it. That would have been interesting. No. Yeah. I don't know. I probably would have still, but it would have been the same level of, it, there would have been some fear there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're, they're just like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then, <laughs> I th then I think, Oh, my mom probably would have done it too, actually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, dude, um, let's talk about plunging, you know, let's like go from the opposite of a hot spring to cold plunge. How do you feel yeah. about that? Feels like a great transition. Feels like I want to do it seven times. Hot in the, in the hot, then in the cold, in the hot, in the cold. <laughs> hot, cold, not cold. Way. Hey, you know, I know we talked about this earlier, but... I'd be very interested. I feel like I've heard people talk about, you know, the benefits of, of, you know, um, the hot, cold, hot, cold, and like cold plunges, but who really knows, right? Like, I don't know, you know, sort of, um, evidence that, that shows. Um, so I think it's interesting that we still sought it out. Right. And I know that, the, 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 the video that, that I shared, you know, in the lead up to um, today's IG live was my first real experience, you know, cold plunging, right? But, but you've obviously um, done this before. So I'm very interested to learn more about um, your story of A, 
how you were exposed to it. B, you know, uh, what drew you to it, right? And C, what keeps you to continue pursuing it? To help us understand the inner workings of why. Yeah, so why I was drawn to it is a little different. Like, so for the benefits side of it, mm -hmm. so I know the benefits of hot springs, at least yeah. mineral hot springs, right? So you go for to the sure. hot springs and like it feels good, you get warm and mm -hmm. like it's very relaxing. And then you have all these like, you know, trace minerals that you're soaking in yep. or even like other minerals like zinc and then the sulfur and, you know, magnesium and all these things. And you're getting all these benefits that way. But with cold plunging, <clears throat> there's benefits, but I don't remember them. I don't really know them offhand. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I could spend a minute, you know, conjuring something up that I can remember. But <laughs> I, I literally did it because, well, first of all, I just moved here a year ago. And then I, it was during COVID and there was like nothing to do. And it was like mm. becoming January and I didn't know anybody. So I literally got on, uh, and I've been doing like different types of breath work for a while. So like when you yeah. learn about different breath works, cold plunging kind of comes into that scene. So like I've heard of people yeah. doing it. And when I grew up um, in my hometown, there was people doing what they call a polar plunge. Oh and yeah. The polar plunge essentially is just a cold plunge. Just people, I don't, they didn't talk about benefits. They just did it as something crazy in the winter to do. Yeah. Um, and After smashing a lot of beers. What's that? After smashing a lot of beers, was this like a party activity or was it no, more like? No, it was like, it was like a community thing. Like, okay. A commu the community would kind of all do it and they would like, their kids okay. would do it and it would be just like, okay. I don't remember people actually going in and staying in. It would be like, yeah, I hear just people just going in and then like getting real wet and then you know, running out and being like, woo, I did it kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, but I never went. So I wonder, I wonder, like, I kind of wonder what it was like and what people did know and what kind of knowledge of people that were there, especially yeah. growing in my hometown. But, um, yeah, so I just was going on Facebook and I think I was just looking for, like, local groups so I could meet people. And I can't, I'm pretty sure I just came across you know, Colorado cold plunge crew or something. I think that's the name of it. And, uh, they were going, you know, they had certain dates they were going. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. I remember hearing about it and I know people do this. I know people get in the cold water and there's like, you know, there's benefits or whatever to it, but I just wanted mm -hmm. to like see if I could do it. And this was January. Wow. So it was like in Colorado. Yeah. Snow everywhere. And I was like, Oh, god i gotta try this so i show up and i show up and there was like i didn't like i've never been there before and so i'm like looking around and all of a sudden i just see like four people with towels in their hands <laughs> and i was like oh my god this is this is real and i i was so scared because i was like there's fucking snow on the ground and the and the creek that we were getting into just had ice like along the sides and there's snow everywhere and I was just like oh my god this is gonna be awful but I was excited because I wanted to do it yeah the people were cool too like all very like you know what's up awesome glad you joined kind of thing so like it felt really yeah. good to, be, to finally be around people and to be around like this really weird activity that we were going to do. And it started off as like, um, Luke, he's like the kind of the moderator of the group kind of like started the group. Mm. And so he was there and he's kind of like walking us through, like usually people will do like breath work. Like you and I did beforehand. We didn't do any mm. breath work. We just like kind of checked in with each other. So it was like, how are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? So like, why are you here to jump in this cold water? So like, like we were kind of just like really making sure we had like, you know, that we were present is what is, is kind of like how I saw it, like being present in the moment. And yeah, so 
You know, I think what I said is more like I just wanted to like get into the community of in Boulder here, and then because um, you were new, yeah, because I was new, and then um, I think I can't even remember. There was, I think, what I initially did it because it's been almost a year now, so I can't remember why I initially got into it. I, I, um, anyways, I had a reason why, but I can't think of it right now. Either way, yeah, I, I was there. I showed up, and man, it was cold. It was so cold, and it was like the whole time I was like, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. Oh my god, how long am I gonna last in there? Like, what am I? What am I gonna? Re what's my reaction gonna be? Like, am I gonna freak out in there? Am I gonna die? Am I get like, what's gonna happen? And like, <laughs> I think I lasted like. I lasted longer than I thought I was going to last. I lasted like almost two minutes or something in there. And, um, you know, I felt good about it and got out and like felt the feeling of like, you know, like you get really hot and your body's kind of red and you're just like, it was awesome. Wow. Wow. And so tell me more about, you know, cause I'm sure getting into the water and, you know, sort of um, putting yourself through that in the middle of January, it, it took a lot of courage um, to sort of get there, right? And I think I get the sense that a lot of people, you know, try something once, um, you know, and that's great, you know, that they try it. But you kept coming back, right? Um, so what was it? Uh, about that experience that was transformative, right? What was that like leap of faith, getting out of your comfort zone and that experience or maybe the after effects, right? That was transformative that pulled you back in uh, just when you thought you were in. <laughs> so, I, so this is what I love about it. And I, and I love... I love the answer to this question for myself. And yeah. it's not, and like I said, I didn't really do it for any of like, you know, like the immune boosting benefits and all that. But the benefit that I get from it is that is actually the process of getting in to the water. And it's that I, it's what I was talking about where my mind is telling me no. And I'm like, don't do it. And I'm scared and I'm afraid. And I, and I literally switch it off. At, like there's a point and some, and I'm getting better at it, but there's a point where like, I just shut it off and I get in. And the reason why I love that. And the reason why I kept going back is because I, I can take that moment that like success moment of getting in and like just doing it and getting out of my comfort zone, getting in the cold water and I can apply that in other areas of my life. So now, like, when I think yeah, about like, doing something else that I don't want to do, I have, like, almost a muscle memory or, like, a, a way of being, like, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, and then you shut it off and you just do it. Yeah. And I just build that. And, that, and the cold plunge helps me build that. Yeah. And you know what? I Not that you need it. Not that you need it, but um, I want to share something to sort of validate what you're saying. Uh, and this is, this is fucking gold, you know? All of you out there watching this um, in the future and currently watching it, you know, um, Christopher, you know, thank you for your support and your time here. But especially all of you who are going to be watching this in the future, this is freaking gold, okay? Um, because um, a friend of mine... Uh, Jesh was talking about how, so Tony Robbins, right? Um, he supposedly does a cold plunge uh, every single day, you know? Um, I mean, he has an artificial setup, I'm guessing, somewhere in his house, whatever, right? And he's talked about how he loves it, and blah, blah, blah. But there's one thing that stuck with me about the story, which is... Um, He's, he acknowledged that, you know, there are a lot of times he, he, he never feels the desire to go in, 
okay? There's always like a resistance. And he says, I just don't negotiate with myself. Here's a thing that he knows that, that you know is, is good for you because of the memory, the muscle that it allows you to, to practice, right? Um, and build. And it's tough. And as a result, you know that, but to do it, you need to go through this like struggle, right? Um, but you don't negotiate yourself with that, right? That, that can be applied to training for, for your sport um, or practicing your craft, um, whatever it might be. So words of wisdom that have been spewed uh, just now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it happens to everybody too. Like everybody that I talk to that continues to join that does the cold plunge crew, like you, like everything that I'm saying, they can like, they say too. And I'm sure that's like with pretty much everybody, like nobody wants to get in. Like, I don't know. There's maybe a couple crazy people out there that just like really want to just be cold, but I bet you that they would even say there's a point, even if it's small, where they're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you just don't want to do it. And then yeah. you do it anyways. Because actually, after you do it once or a few times, at least for me, and I'm sure for a lot of people that continue to do it, like, you feel so good afterwards. Like, it is like a feeling of, like, you know. How did you, so let me ask you, like, how did you feel after this was, this wasn't your first time, but it was like, and I'm going to comment on that at some point, how long that we stayed in there. I mean, <laughs> granted it wasn't, you know, 32 degrees running water, but yeah. I mean, it was probably in the forties. I mean, it, I think, see, I think I mentioned this earlier. Inherently I'm an extrovert, right? So I get, my energy from those around me, right? And so, like, being in a being in community, right, in that moment with you and then Heather and, and the other friend that joined, that gave me the courage to say, we're doing this. We're doing this, right? And I think that... Um, obviously it was, it was, it was very cold getting in and, and, you know, the anticipation leading up to it. And especially, you know, as you like slowly descend, you know, because I think there's different strategies, right? Like, so Heather just like fucking dove in, right? I, I wasn't quite sure what your strategy was, but I was like coming in bit by bit. And for some people, I feel like that's, that's harder. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't ever like just plunged in, you know, like jumped in. So I can't say if that'd be easier for me. Suffice it to say, it's not easy to like get there, at least for me, as you know, one of the few times that I've done it. But I think just being in community, you know, being in communion rather with with all of you gave me that will to say, we're going to fucking do this. And I think the other thing that sort of uh, was a part of me in that moment, um, so long story short, about seven, eight years ago, I had a mental breakdown, right? Um, it was the most powerful uh, experience um, that I've had. It took me to my darkest dark, uh, but I am who I am today because of that, right? And so while I was sort of grappling with that, one of my therapists who, you know, really specializes in uh, CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, one of the most, one, one valuable lesson that she taught me is, in other words, embrace the suck, you know, sort of when things suck, just accept it and let go. Right. And, 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 and sort of don't fight it. Right. Um, as part of coping with, with my anxiety and like, you know, the, the disorder, um, that I have. And I think in that, that, that same principle, 
apply because I knew that I needed to get fully in the water. There was no negotiating in that, right? And so I was just going to come to peace with it and just embrace it and go at my pace, give my body, but determined to get down to where the level that you were, which is up to your neck, right? Um, I, I have to go up to my neck. I can't do half. It's like, it's yeah. like I, got, I had to go all the way in. And you went, you like stuck your head under a couple times. And I was like, <laughs> the reason I don't do that is because I was like, I don't want to have wet hair and be cold. Like I keep my hands like this and just yeah. like, which, you know, I think, I think there are like, you know, that's the next step for me is to like kind of just let my hands go and get okay with my hands and like getting my, that's the nice thing about the other spot that we didn't go to is like, you can have the option, which I could have done like what Heather and what uh, I think his name Ryan did. And they just like jumped in, <laughs> but like, then you like kind of jump in and you get fully submerged. Then you come up and it's like this, cause you get shocked when you jump into that water, like full on and you go completely submerged and you pop out and you're like, <gasps> And then you're like, all right, I'm going to just chill in this cold water here now. So, like, my my technique, I guess, at that moment was I just kind of went in slowly and just – I just feel it. I just feel all the cold and just submerge myself in and just, like, it's all in the head at that point. Because, like, yeah, it's going to – it sucks no matter what. Like, everything is cold. There's not going to be a moment that you get that's warm. So you can't even, like, hope for that. So at this point, it's all, it's all about, like, your mind just being, like, all right, just, like, do something different than freak out. Like, do whatever you want except freak out right now. And so sometimes it will be, like – it's mostly, for me, it's observing. So I'm just observing, like – Okay, what do, like what's getting coldest the fastest? Like, oh, it's like my legs. I know it's my feet. Like, oh, this is really warm now. And that's usually what what helps is like, you know, you start you start thinking about gratitude and being thankful for parts that like, oh, right here in my armpits, that's kind of warm, even though it's fucking cold. But you're like, that's kind of warm. It's warmer than my feet, <laughs> or not as cold as my feet. And yeah. so like, there's like all these things that like, you can either think about how bad it is and just freak out and get out of the water, which is cool. Or you can like yeah. learn to just like observe your mind and like observe what's going on and then utilize, you know, the different tools of language, like gratitude and being grateful and like, I don't know, being curious, being curious of what's happening. And then, and then when you can get like that, you can get real calm. And then I can look around and I can see you and I can see Heather and I can see Ryan and I can like be like, Hey, what's going on? And then you can start to chat a little more. Then it's not all about you. It's about, Oh, I'm here now. What's, what's happening? You know, like, how's it going? Yeah. Amazing. And you know, sort of kind of, trying to bring this full circle, I think, you know, to, there was one thing that you said earlier that I really want to build on, which is doing things like this, which force you out of your comfort zone, almost create this um, muscle, which allows you to sort of, you know, apply that same type of thinking um, in other things in your life, right? And I think one thing that I want to add to that is doing things that are outside of your comfort zone is usually in the most, for the most part, outside of other people's comfort zone as well. There's obviously variability in this, but there's a level of, I feel, self-judgment um, and sort of fear that we have to overcome in order to be able to do things that are weird, that are crazy, but not self-harm, right? But just crazy um, 
that I think um, also build a muscle, the muscle of courage, the muscle of bravery, the mm -hmm. muscle that ultimately builds one's belief in one on, oneself, right? And when we think about success, success in life, to me, that means doing something that nobody else has thought of, that nobody else is doing, or doing something in a way that nobody else has done before, right? And believing in yourself that that way of thinking, which allows you to do something differently, is one that's worth it, right? And I feel like getting out of my comfort zone and practice doing that with different things allows me to build up my courage, my bravery, ultimately my belief in myself to say, fuck yeah, I am seeing this part differently. And I think that this could be successful. And I truly believe that. And if I feel so the strong enough desire, I'm going to pursue that, be it a business, you know, um, like in your case, or which, you know, you're the first person that I've come across who is doing something like this, right? Um, or, or be it art, right? Or, or be it just, you know, writing, whatever it is, right? Doing it different because you give yourself the permission to do things that are different by stepping out of your comfort zone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone podcast. I truly hope it resonated with you. If you would like to further connect with Sinjin Larson on Instagram, his handle is integrative underscore native and his email is sinjin at integrative native dot com. That's spelled S. I, N as in Nancy, J, I, N as in Nancy. Additionally, if you would like to connect with me on social media, my Instagram handle is Farhizi, which is spelled F-A-R-H-E-E-E-E-Z-Y. That's correct. There are four E's. <laughs> Until the next episode, I wish you love and light. Thank you so much.